Click Stuff is brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at LuckyDiceCafe.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Clickstoff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking. Just letting you know that Clickstoff is brought to you by Trollandtoad.com. Find HeroClix old and new at Trollandtoad.com, the world's largest HeroClix retailer. Save 5% off your order of HeroClix when you use coupon code Clickstoff at checkout. Merchant and pre-order items do not apply. Shop Trollandtoad.com for all of your HeroClix needs. And if you like what you hear on Clickstoff, uh, be sure to consider our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Clickstoff. A dollar and above gets you entered into our giveaways. Five dollars and above gets you entered into our exclusive Discord server and exclusive HeroClix training classes. Uh, if you have any questions, be sure to hit us up on Facebook. And without further ado, introducing my co-host for tonight, Jason Alvey. What's up? And Tyler Spees. Hey, Dan. Hey. How's it going tonight, guys? Oh, good. he says hi to you, not me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm garbage and worthless. Okay, it's a riff off of another podcast. There's a famous NFL podcast that starts every podcast with Hey, Dan, so I wanted to do it. Oh, okay. Same's yeah. also Dan. Okay, fair enough. It's around nice. the NFL for any of you NFL listeners. I don't, yeah, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Um, so there's there's something about like when a new trade post pops up on facebook and you like instantly go to it and you're like when to go when to go when to go no when to go go. and you're like no when to go you're like all this cool stuff but none of those when to goes sad yeah sorry vincent vincent canava you don't have when to goes in your trade post (laughs) when to goes are amazing so amazing it's so it's so dumb. Wendigos are the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess we'll start out with uh, congrats, Tyler, for winning our um, regional on Saturday. Thank you, thank you. It was a fun uh, time. We unfortunately only had six people turn out, so I don't think there's anything really super groundbreaking nope. to talk about. Um. I mean, you know, a win's a win, and people playing is people playing, right? But, yeah, but yeah, it was six people, which was right. it was yeah. a fun one though. It was one of the funnest ones I've been to. Yeah, it was fifty percent monster, fifty <laughs> percent mojo. Yeah, fifty yeah. percent mojo. That is true. I want it to be known that I was Tyler's only loss. For the day. <laughs> That's true. Was he copycatted my team? <laughs> he beat me with whales. <laughs> I beat the whale man with whales. I'm a happy man. Yeah, I'm the official <laughs> copycat. He is the master. The have, <laughs> have you ever beat? In, have you ever? Was that your first loss to someone else playing uh, yes. two Gigantil Namors? Yes, I've clean sweeped until now. I'm breaking new ground. Yep. What can I say? Yep. Man, Tyler. 
Dude, that those teams have so much going on, and when you have to deal with another Mojo and another Surter and three more wind, it's just like so much. It's like you can't plan out. You just sort of move and then see what happens, and yep. then he moves and sees what happens, and then eventually you figure out a winner. But <laughs> man, how much control we had over it. Yeah, and Mojo is so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, so good. Oh. Yeah, you guys fell in love with your multiple Wendigos and your Mojos Saturday. Yes. Mojo plus Colossal Iceman as a call-in is just amazing. I just like Mojo plus Chamber, right? Kill a Surter anywhere, kill a Mangog anywhere, kill a Q anywhere. Yeah, that's really good, too. Although neither one of us were playing that. Like. <laughs> well, I killed, a, I killed a Mangog and a Surter like that. But did you have Chamber on your team? Yeah, I had Chamber. I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, but you didn't even kill like six colossals in one turn with ice. I did not do that. You are correct. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty epic. So it sounds like the big takeaways was Mojo's really good. Yeah. Um, and if you can get into position, Colossal Iceman is the truth when it comes to destroying retail swarms. Also, yeah. I mean, I mean, we knew it, but Wendigo's like borderline broken <laughs> he's like oh for 15 gosh. points <sighs> but you can't only play yeah. one you have to play multiples because one yeah you can't play one, one. but yeah. you have like three or four like one of them is probably going to get in it's hard to deal with and if he goes off he he goes off hard so so tyler ryan wants to know if you roll seven consecutive 11s <laughs> in a regional but nobody is there to ri- witness it did it really happen I don't know what he's talking about. He has no proof. I beat him fair and square. <laughs> um, I watched you roll extremely well. I think my I think my average size roll was like nine and a half in that game. Oh, and you were you were using rock dice. Yep. Um, it happens from time to time. So it is fair. Like I definitely rolled well, but how many teams can make like six or seven attacks on turn two? against their team, you know? Like I can high roll because I'm making six or seven attacks a turn. If you make it if you have a team that just like has one attacker that has a fourteen attack for six damage <laughs> then uh <laughs> you know it doesn't matter if you roll that good, you know? So the options there. I did also watch you roll really cruddy against Stephen Clark Jr. too. Yeah, that's true. I <laughs> that seems to be a trend. I did that at Worlds against him as well. Yeah, so it seems like your average is very low and very high, but maybe yeah. you just don't ever notice when you're rolling sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Average is average. Bell curve, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's it's fine. I still prefer 14 for six, so I don't care that, that I roll a three. A three still hits. Right, yeah. So you just eliminate it. Right. Especially when you throw like a Q or a tray lane in there, too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. <clears throat> but good. Oh, well, I'm glad that we've that you guys have proved a couple things. I think we still need to see some more X Men tournaments before mm-hmm. a lot of these other things were proven that we were talking about last time. Um, uh, and then I think with only with our small turnout, nobody has decided to um, uh, abuse Proteus's yet. Yeah, Randy had two, but that wasn't like abuse. 
Yeah, I don't think Randy was actually using it very well or very as much as he could have. Yeah, well, just like two <laughs> isn't really enough to do the thing. Right. That's true. But protection it, moving up for his colossals. Yeah, but it is recognized that Proteus is a problem. Yep. So the yep. watch list is back. Thank God. About time. <laughs> yeah. When was the last one, actually? Do we know? Uh, it was uh, probably the end of 2017. Jesus. Was, yeah. It wasn't like Jakeem Goblin King. That wasn't the last watch list, was it? Um, Probably. I might have been, actually. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking. It looks like Q4 of 17, so it might have been right at two years. Wow. So Q4 2017 results was HaHa ha Joker, uh, The Boxing Ring, uh, Uni, um, and then uh, Jakeem again. And Goblin King? Or was that earlier? Goblin King was earlier. It was Q3 oh, okay. of 17. Um. I'm not sure if there was one in between. I don't think there was one at all for all of 2018. At least not in my Google searching. I can't remember any, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to look at the rules for them real quick. Hero clicks rules. I don't see errata and clarifications. Watch list. Yeah, it wasn't up. Yeah, it hasn't been updated since July 1st of 2019. So. Damn. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a while. Yeah, the Q3 uh, results was uh, Jakeem, no effects, Felix Faust oh, uh, retiring, uh, Pin Pocket Tank, uh, Infinity or uh, Goblin King. I liked all those changes. Yeah, that was been a while. Before... Wow. Wow, that was before Uni even came out. That's crazy. So, yeah, and then the other one after Uni was the last watch list. Obviously Uni, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty good changes. I, I feel personally excited for that one. That was, I feel like I contributed a little bit yeah, to right. that. Right, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, but on this time, we get uh, Gardner, Trader, Vulture, and Proteus. The green version. Yeah, the green version. Um so we got a couple of questions, one from our own fellow Sudden Death. Um, now that we know who's on the upcoming watch list, what changes are you predicting for each figure? So let's go ahead and start with Gardner. How do you fix Gardner with reasonable and easy-to-understand wording? Uh, I mean, an easy one would be he just needs line of fire, right? No, because he can still – I mean, he can still – drop his thing right that doesn't make him any less effective maybe makes him a little bit harder to play but i don't think it makes him less effective needing a line of fire to, to hit somebody you can still hide behind people yeah like uh, other people can move and then attack i think his big thing is he, he doesn't need a line of fire to do it right well yeah i think i think there's two things that could fix him mm-hmm. um i think one i would agree with that Right, but that seems a little bit wordy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what really would easily fix him um, would be he could only be equipped with the time gem. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, so it'd be bearer of the time gem instead of bearer of a. Wait, he's already bearer of time gem, right? Yeah, no, but that's the only thing he can be equipped with. Oh, so Gardner can only be equipped with time gem. Yeah, just say Gardner can only be equipped with the time gem. Whatever, that's one of his traits. Yeah, I think that seems like unprecedented. This never happened before. Well, yeah. Another one could yeah. be um, like he can only make the attacks with the thing that he, with the smoke cloud he gets from his trait. Yes, I think that yeah, you know what, that would probably be fine as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, now they have precedent for that with other. They they could probably just um, maybe even move that trait into the special power instead. Right. Something like that. It, then it would be a part of the smoke cloud. Yeah, that'd be kind of. Uh, that'd be a little weird. Um, well, yeah, he's he's rough. He's gonna be the, he, the hard one. But now, so what I would think is important is that just because it there isn't a watch list coming doesn't mean that anything's gonna be changed. That's true. Yeah, they they're just looking at these basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I think even though there was three of the four top four teams at Worlds played Gardner, mm-hmm. I, I don't honestly think that Gardner is a problem. Um, it, it would be more on Trader. I don't. Yeah, I think I think Trader is really your root cause problem there. Let me think. He's probably the least offensive to me than the other three. Yeah. So the the problem with this guy, he can move and then attack, right? He can attack after being carried, right? It's the yeah. thing he does. And other people do do that, right? With pretty much the same stats. <laughs> to me, the big thing is the, the line of fire. But, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think making line of fire would be it's not a huge nerf but it's enough cuz that to me that's the that's the thing that makes him stand out. It's you you just can't hide from this guy basically. Right? You can't hide behind figures or behind walls cuz he can do the smoke cloud with the obviously nightbringer you're equipping him with and build, you know, move it around um, characters and stuff or place it under characters. It's really hard to to hide from that. Right. So I think that'd be enough for me personally. Yeah. And that'd be an easy enough thing to rewrite his free attack, his, his attack power with too. Yeah, just within line of fire. Yeah. Probably and within range, range, so, range, yeah, range, 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 line of fire. Range, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, within range and line of fire would probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah, because basically this dude could attack from the entire map, right? If he zooms across, drops a marker, then goes all the way back. Yep, which is over uh, the course, course of a couple turns, yeah. Um, so trader. Yeah, he's a good. This is a good watch list, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do we think we, he would be reworded? I think he's hard too, right? Because his thing. The thing is that his thing is so simply worded. I think one. That would at least slow him down. It's just make it a power action. Um, it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't fix the core problem, which is that this guy lets you use unique objects twice. Right. That's that's the bad thing. 
Right, things are unique for a reason. You shouldn't be able to use use them twice. But it would at least slow him down, and it's simple. Right. Um, uh, or he can't trade with... The other thing that we've talked about is that he can't trade with the person he previously traded with. Yeah, which would mm-hmm. work. It just... It's just when you to, play. It's just when you play two of them. Yeah, and it's also hard to like say that concisely in a in an errata, you know. Mm-hmm. But power action would slow him down and just nerf him in general. I'm just not sure if it is enough. Um, but I do think it should be changed just because, you know, like if if you do that change, mm-hmm. then. One man armies come back because they can't just go across the map and do that turn one, you know. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is a, well, I think that's probably a large reason why this is on the watch list because it limits you know a type an archetype which they don't want. Right. Yeah, making it a power action, right? Because then you just change it from free to power, right? And then you just keep everything the same. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. yeah, it just slows it slows the whole thing down. It, it stops a lot of the tricks that you can do. But you still right. get the sort of flavor that they intended. Yeah, and then you can only do it once every th- or twice every three turns or whatever. Right. Yeah. Assuming no leadership. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm trying to stay objective on this one because I really, <laughs> I, re- I really like that traitor and Kobik is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I mean, most people, right, don't like one man armies. I assume, like, that's the feeling I get. But I, I mean, I mean, they are the, I don't know, they are the hardest thing to potentially take down, right? Yeah. If you just don't roll well, you just don't roll well. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a good argument that they are bad for the game. It's just not. An objectively correct argument, so other people can have opinions, but I agree. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're correct. I, I agree with your thought process there. Mm-hmm. There's just, yeah, people are like, oh, they're fine. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I do love it. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and you should be allowed to like them and be able to play them, Jason. So yeah, I yeah, yeah I, I did before. Then, then I think it. Yeah. I think right. it comes into play where things are like the zero ring is still kind of a problem even with the power action uh, uh, it is but it's less because you can't carry him and then do both things you know yeah you can i mean you can go ahead and do power action with unseen and place it up there then do the free then power action swap and then carry yeah, and then do and then free. It. yeah that's true it, um, yeah it limits it to a little bit, like within his range, which I guess is nine. So it doesn't limit it that much. Nine and ignores almost everything for Zonda yeah. Fire. Yeah, that's fair. So that you can safely pop up, right? So I don't know. And you might be able to call out a, an end cap or something. I don't know. It's I've never really seen that. Like, I know that everybody talks about it. And people, I've just never seen it used. But maybe, maybe it's just because I'm playing whales and there's no... I can just break it so they don't do it. That's probably it. Never mind. I'm well, you, I, don't, I don't think, yeah, the, the zero ring thing is not really a, I don't think it's a particular problem, mm-hmm. but it's just a thing that you have to be prepped for still. Yeah. Um, 
So I think next we run into the, uh, the I don't know, the gatekeeper? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this guy is definitely that, right? Um, we're talking about Prime Vulture. Um, I think this one's easy. Yeah. Uh, and you've already got the wording with uh, Black Panther. Okay. Um, <laughs> so everybody's worried about how you can just run through teams and stack charges, right? Mm-hmm. So the Black Panther from Avengers Affinity. Um, when Black Panther KOs a character, he can use charge as free this turn. So, just, yeah, just slam it just yeah. once per turn? Yeah, or you can just, yeah. I mean, you can either uh, change Vulture to something like that. When Vulture changes KOs a character, he can use charge as free this turn. Mm-hmm. That, that's easy. Yeah. Or easy. you can say once when Black Panther KOs a character or when Vulture KOs a character, he can use charge once per turn. Or, I don't know, once per turn when Vulture KOs a character, he can, he can use, use charge. charge at no cost yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely like that. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that's easy. That's one sentence Sounds right in pretty front good of to me. Yeah. I definitely want this guy changed because I hate Vulture. <laughs> yeah. Unbiasedly. It's unbiased. I hate Vulture. Yeah. Screw Vulture. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the only thing your team has to be able to restall, withstand is four attacks. Yeah. At so worst that, case. That pretty much... I mean, that'll make Vulture unplayable, right? Nobody's going to play a team based around a guy that makes four attacks, I don't think. Um, well, that's... I mean, I guess people play Doc, <laughs> Doc Ock, right? Like, well, I mean, he's no, he's no worse than Doc Ock at that point. Yeah, he basically turns into Doc Ock, which is still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, four attacks isn't bad at all. Yeah. I mean, and we're saying four attacks because he can get the awk arms and then right. still do it. Yep, obviously. Uh, if he did, if he didn't have the awk arms, he could do two attacks a turn. Assuming he kills something, yeah. Right. Yeah, of course, that would be the only way. I like that. Just people who like Vulture will be sad. But I, I, yeah, I think he needs change, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, at worst case, right, he takes yeah. out two whales on your team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or... My whole backline, if he gets back there. Well, four of my backline. Yeah. But that's so, that's not everything. He doesn't just infinitely attack forever until I'm dead forever. So right. it's, a, it's a yeah. positive change. Yeah. And I really don't think that Vulture really actually needed much of a change. Yeah. Because you can TK destroy the Auk Arms now. That's true. I just don't like it on principle. I just don't like something that can attack forever. Like, you know... Right. Yeah. What, I'm, what I am surprised is that the Hulk, uh, Hulk Korath combo, but then again, maybe something they change with Vulture. Because you got to remember that sometimes we just get general rules changes. Rule changes, yeah. So maybe something in the general rules changes will affect um, Hulk Korath. Maybe. Because uh, that, that combo is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Um, it's it's a little bit more limited, but it's the same idea. Right. Yeah. And I think it was unintended. I don't think, right, when they made the Hulk, they didn't want to be like, hey, I want this guy to attack infinitely. And unintended things no. generally are the ones that they like to watch list. So yeah. it was a little surprising. Yeah, but it is a specific combo and not a figure itself. Right. 
So I mean, like, uh, like for example, I mean, again, a Korath can just be changed to once, once per, per turn. turn. Yep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right, and then the last one is um, Mr. Proteus. Did we already say Proteus? Mm-hmm. No. No, we didn't. Talk you alluded to it. To it. I alluded to it. Okay. I've, we've talked. I've talked about it a bunch. So at least maybe not on the podcast, but just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's already a consensus on how to fix this guy. That's an easy fix. Agrees on, right? Once per turn yeah. for all figures with this trade. And then it's fine, and he's still good. He's a good ten point figure. Um, yeah, I think that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And most people agree that he needs to change. Some people don't, but there's a consensus almost. Oh, I think he needs to be changed. Yeah. Those people are wrong. If Dan says something needs to be changed, it needs to be changed. Yeah. Especially if Dan <laughs> likes that thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's nothing, um, you know, there's nothing. Uh, what I want? How do I want to say this? I have to feel extremely motivated to play barrier, mm-hmm. but when I do, I usually do pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's just <laughs> super exhausting. Like it, it just hurts me to think about it. <laughs> hurts me to think about playing against it. So I'm okay with it getting changed. Right. <sighs> so. Yeah, that's what I think's gonna happen on the. That's what we think's gonna happen on the watch list. Has what didn't one time they they didn't like I think it was Jakeem. He wasn't on the watch list, but they ended up nerfing him again. That was the last watch list that they did. Yeah, so I mean there could be different things. Like maybe they will put Korath on there or something. They, these aren't the only things that could happen. Sure, it's possible. Yeah, or they could randomly just nerf whales. <laughs> no. Or Windigo. How about, like I'm okay with that. I don't Shut your mouth. Hey, I don't what? like I'm okay. I don't want it to happen, but you know. <laughs> don't touch whales. Yeah. Windigo is fine. He is super fun. He is fun. I will agree with that. I think he was fun. You guys were having fun with him, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just, 15 points. I'm going to attack you four times and deal 12 damage. Yeah. That's a, that's a 50 point savings over uh, Vulture uh, Ock Arms. That's true. 45 point savings. Right. And you could have, th- you could have three more, um, three more uh, Windigos for that point combo. <laughs> yeah. One Vulture yeah. or four Windigos. Hmm. Man, I don't like saying it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, so for today, so let's see. So we got a a bunch of questions on Popper. So our next two shows leading into States, so we got a bunch to talk about before States, right? So I think... Today we're going to focus on our Star Trek TNG um, set review, and then hopefully recording again this weekend and talking Popper and Retaliators. 
And you know what? Maybe with Popper coming up more so than modern, maybe we rank uh, Popper discussion over ranking retaliators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I got I got a few really good Popper teams that I want to talk about. I need to think about it. I I have not. I need to. Because the uh, the prizing is there. I want to go, so I need to start thinking about it. Yeah, it seems like everyone's already thought about how to beat your uh, onslaught. Yeah, I've seen yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, that. I don't even know what the team would be for that though. Like to beat onslaught or to play with onslaught? To play with onslaught. Um, there's actually a question on that, um, and we got some yeah. uh, suggestions of uh, Grim Reaper. Uh, Phobos and uh, Diamos. No, I don't. I don't like those guys. Well, <laughs> well, that was to beat Juggernaut, wasn't it? Oh, do they like stop healing or something? No, uh, they Phobos, can't break away. Phobos says, yeah, you can't break away with these within four squares. Oh, I mean, can't automatically break away. Put it that way. Yeah, that'd be good against Juggernaut for sure. And then, yeah, opposing characters in four squares modify attack negative one. So, Grim Reaper is uh, an uncommon? Oh, death is the rare. Okay, yeah. Got yeah. It. Grim Reaper is just good, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is it, is it when they would be hit by an attack? No, it's after after damage. the attack. Yeah, after damage. Oh, you gotta take, you gotta take damage. Can't do it with, like, mind control or anything. But yeah, that's something. So, but let's um, I want to build up these questions for our uh, popper discussion. So I want to take a look at um, let's hope I lost my train of thought. Star for, Trek for popper. Oh. Uh-huh. I want to save all these questions. To look at when we record this weekend. Oh yeah. So um, probably won't ask a new question thread, but we might. So depends on how the week goes. <laughs> um, so today, let's talk about Star Trek TNG to boldly go. Um, first off, there was no Q Prime in this set. Nope. <laughs> or or anything like that. Yeah. Um. There is some cool stuff. Um, so let's just go down every figure. Uh, let's hop in. Um, I think we'll go ahead and say my standard set review um, disclaimer. Uh, and it is especially true with this set. Every piece here looks to be playable in some sort of fun fashion. Um, and nothing looks to be completely unplayable. So, again, we kind of lean towards the um, competitive side of things, but that doesn't mean we don't like folks to have fun with uh, folks to have fun with their uh, regular uh, regular games. So <clears throat> So let's start out with uh, 001 Commander William T. Riker. This guy is very rare. Never seen anything like this in a long time. Answer, answer me this question. Why does he have the Klingon keyword 
Yeah. Uh, probably, what am I missing? There's probably like a lore reason, right? Is it like a specific episode? That, I guess is this, is this the one where he was like stationed on a Klingon vessel? I don't, I don't know enough about Star Trek to know if that's wrong. Well, Dan, right. Dan might know. I don't know. I don't. He was he was an officer on it. They had like an exchange. Remember one time with of officers. Remember. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, so I just googled it, um, which is dangerous, especially with, <laughs> especially with Star Trek. I'm just being just being honest here. So Iron Point. That's, uh, that's what led to Iron Point. Yeah. Right. Um, I did see why is Riker always leaning, and it's because Jonathan Frakes had a back injury. Hey, there you go. Uh, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's so see. I think I did. I do see it here. Um, now this could be right or wrong, so just give me a give me a second here. <laughs> it looks like he was during the Klingon War. He may have been um, traded or something. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't really know so, um, so much. There's just no special powers or anything that showed me why. It's, I don't know. I'm just curious. I just noticed There's it. no special powers of trade at all, which is weird. Yeah. So you know what? Here's the thing that we missed out on. Q was – I don't know if this is true or not because um, <laughs> it's a, it says it's a fandom site, but it's – so just whatever. I want to read it. Uh, Q was so intrigued with Riker so much that he believed Riker deserved to be empowered with the abilities of the Q continuum. Yeah, that happened. Okay. That but figure's we, in the last set. It was? Yeah. The, the special Riker? It's, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the 100 point Riker that has the Q team ability in the last set. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't think anything makes sense to me anymore tonight. <laughs> um, you totally. You don't remember that figure? I remember the figure. Oh, I do, but he just had energy shield deflection and super senses. That's number 22. Uh, I'm looking the, at it right now. No, yeah. apparently. I don't remember this guy. Yeah, there was an episode where he gave him the power of... of I remember this episode, yeah. Well, there you go. This is the one that had, like, the pig soldiers and stuff, and, like... Yeah, you don't remember all that happening? Yeah, no, no, I, I need to go know. back and watch... I need to go back and watch <laughs> TNG. It, it's on my list. Okay, well, apparently we already got that guy, and the fandom site I was reading is... Not Correct. that far off then, so. Yep. Um. Oh man, so further temptation by Q led Riker to grant several <laughs> wishes to Jordy LaForge, normal eyesight, to Worf, a Klingon female, to Wesley, yep. a growth to full adulthood. He nearly transformed Data yep. into a human. Huh. Okay. Wow. Yep. Okay. That totally all happened. Yep. I need to rewatch these. I am a huge TNG fan. It's just been several years since I've watched them all. So. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah, TNG is uh, just random. other random fact before we move on to 002. Uh, Star Trek was introduced. I was introduced to Star Trek TNG before I was Star Wars as a child. Wow. So. Yeah, I can't say that. But. Now, I mean, I don't. I like them both, right? But TNG is closer to my heart than Star Wars. So, again, I love Star Wars. It's just much closer to my heart. Um, so let's see. Romulan Officer 002, 25 points, 6 range. 
Uh, smoke cloud, when Romney officer uses it, you may also generate an obscuring terrain marker in each square within range is occupied by a friendly character with a Romulan keyword. Um, fun. I wish, I wish it had stealth, right? Maybe the other, stealth. do the other Romulans have stealth? Maybe, but he should. He's a spy. He makes obscuring terrain. Some, some of the original ones may have had stealth. Is this the first guy that's made obscuring terrain? Yeah. Or, no, Proteus could make it. Okay. Uh, so what's the... Well, here's a good question. What is the uh, Romulan Star Empire team ability do? Hmm. I, I just totally glossed over the fact that there's new team abilities in this I, set. Is that a new team ability? Didn't they have that in the original series set? Did they? I uh, think so. I think this is one of those things where I'm glad that we have Jason, because if it's not like if it's not a competitive thing, that means Tyler just could typically just forget about it. Gotcha. No, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that they had. Let me look at me pull it up. I'm pretty sure they had this in the original series set. All right, well, there gotta, were Romulans in that set. I've got it pulled up. So the Romulan um, team ability is stealth. Oh. Yes. There we go. Yep. Well, okay. I take back what I said. <laughs> Yeah, so your so home dude does have stealth. Okay. Uh, Cardassian soldier, so they have the Cardassian Union team ability, which is the modify attack plus one when a, uh, choose a team ability. Well, this character modifies attack plus one when attacking only the characters with the chosen team ability. Yeah, that is new for this set because this is the first Cardassians we've had. Okay. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, but Cardassian soldier. Uh, you may place them when he hits a single base character. You may place them into a square adjacent. Eh. Not that. that. A, that's a theme for this set. You'll see as we go along. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah, it's man. Yeah. Okay, what's this team ability do? <laughs> I'm excited now. That's yeah. It's get the plus one attack against a team ability that you choose at the beginning of the game. No, I meant the next one, Ferengi uh, Alliance. The Ferengi it's, Alliance it's scroll. scroll team ability. That makes sense, I guess. Um, he's got the incapacitate when Ferengi trader uses it as a close, and after resolutions, roll five through six, deal the hit character one penetrating damage. He's a good tie-up piece. Yeah. I wish so he had a thing- better defense. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about a piece with plasticity is energy shield deflection. Now, if he had front-loaded combat reflexes, I I'd think be I'd, be, I'd be a little happier with that. Yeah, yeah, his dial needs to be reversed, I think. Yeah, yeah. poison, yeah. Uh, Romulan guard, um, plus one defense against close attacks. Um, I give for yeah, friendly characters that are adjacent or have the Romulan keyword, and it's usually a unique modifier. So, fun. Yeah, mostly it's, it's just going to be fine for theme teams. Well, since yeah. they all have stealth, that's good, because you're probably trying to hit them up close if you can't shoot them. True, true. Absolutely. Now, the next one, let's see, let's refresh. The Klingon Empire team ability is the Brotherhood team ability, so 10 through 12. You know who else has the uh, same a similar team ability to that, Tyler? I do. I used it today. Yeah. Did it, did it work? <laughs> did it come off of yeah. an onslaught? Yeah, it did. 
after a free attack. It was awesome. There you go. Then you can call out an ID without colossal pushing. Yeah. It's real cool. Uh, Klingon warrior, uh, flurry blades, um, friendly characters. Jason has the Klingon keyword that was attacked since your last turn. Modify attack plus one. I'm just not a fan of a piece with no movement attack, even if it is charge. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just me too. I, I mean, I I can. I mean, if it's like twenty points or something, I can forgive it, but not a forty. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'd, maybe this is good for one. Is there a Klingon title character? There is. And does it have the transporter team ability? The transporter plus one or minus one thing? It does. Then that's where this comes into play. Uh-huh. Uh, 007 Starfleet Admiral. Uh, four clicks for 50 points. Uh, not that great. But... Yeah. Uh, He's got Mastermind. And Outwit and Stealth up top. But. All the yeah. support powers as it go down his dial. I would expect more of an Admiral. Yeah, one. so it's leadership says when Starfleet Admiral uses it and it succeeds, you may choose one or remove an action token from a non-adjacent friendly character and that character can't attack this turn. Or give an action token to a friendly character. And if you do action total plus one this turn. So, so you can get action token. Yes. Yeah. If you succeed, um, or you can remove a token off your ID card battery and attack again and call out something else. Yeah. It's fine. It's no, it's not fine. I, I wouldn't play this on a on a Starfleet team. I don't think there's better options. Yeah. Unless it's, it's like maybe if, it, if it's like a, it's huge, a huge game, maybe to get the extra actions but that'd be about it yep man what is the lack of like moving attack and sidestep so far very little so far not doing a lot of movement because they're all in ships the ships do the moving i guess when we need some ships then right like give me some give me some three by six ships yes uh, Lieutenant Jordy LaForge, 008. So United Federation of Planets is essentially the plus one movement when they're given a move action. Um, he he might be useful. What, 35 points. Yeah. Um, he's got the scientist keyword. He can call out, you know, Jubilee. That's it. Ice, Iceman. Oh, you're right. All the Colossals. Yeah, all the Colossal yeah. ones. Yeah, um, but... Isn't Hassar just better? Isn't that her name? The the WQO prize? What? She's more points, though. She's like 40? 40, 45? She's 40, but she doesn't have the scientist keyword. Yeah, that's true. There might be a very niche use for this guy. Yeah, Hussar just has Imperial Guard and Shi'ar. But no, it's not, uh, it's not Hussar you're thinking about. It's Manta. Oh, okay. Manta, yeah. And Manta is 40 points with Imperial Guard and Shi'ar. Um, now his hers is only adjacent friendly characters. Um, now Jordy can give it to an adjacent friendly character, and then that shot. and that character can move away. So That's Jordy cool. LaForge is better than Fanta. Um, Fanta has other stuff going for her. Uh, let's see what 
Enhancement. And police team ability. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> so we got Lieutenant Commander Data up next, who is five points less than his other shifting focus counterparts. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Okay. Never seen that happen before, I don't think. <laughs> okay. I don't know how that affects anything, but there you go. I mean, you would just start with this guy always and save five points. Oh, yeah. That, yep. That, there you go. <laughs> so I think they all have Starfleet. Well, the one of them has Holodeck uh, and Detective. So there might be a very niche use for a Detective theme team if you're playing Lieutenant Commander Data with your Batmans or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, one, this one's got an outwit, and he's not too bad. Yeah, 10 for 3. He's 3 his whole dial. He's, he's fine. Outwit and prob alt me. Yeah, it's not bad. And he's got sidestep. Go for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Toreth. And if I say these names wrong, please forgive me in advance. Um, cool Romulan team. Uh, friendly characters that are adjacent or have the Romulan keyword modify attack plus two when attacking only opposing characters that can use improved targeting hindering. So, this guy goes on your anti-uni team instantly. Yeah. This guy's a yeah. counter. He yep. also gets rid of shape change. Uni is dead. He's definitely a uni counter. Yeah. <laughs> all hail to murder Romulans. This is your guy. Uni is dead. All hail Torith. Yeah. <sighs> Number eleven, Cardassian Glenn. Um, <laughs> just, just sweep that under the rug. You guys are killing me. This this is not. Yeah. I'm just playing Robins from now on. Every time I play Dan, yeah. And Wendigos did a pretty good job. If you check out our Facebook or our, our YouTube channel, so. It, yeah, they did. <laughs> Alright, Cardassian Glenn, who I choose to spend my free time with, that's my business. Uh, when an opposing character successfully breaks away from Cardassian Glenn after resolutions roll 5 through 6, roll D6 5 through 6 to that character 1 penetrating damage. So if you successfully break away, uh, you can get punished for it. Alright, this lady, this, I'm assuming this is a female, right? Am I wrong? Uh, I don't think the sculpt is. Oh, okay. Never mind. She just sounded really sassy. I thought it was a <laughs> girl. Now, Cardassian Glenn. I like this guy. He's got an attitude. Um, they all, all, Cardassians generally have an attitude in, in general if you if you watch the show much. Well, so the the no, so the Glenn is the first officer. It's a is the mil, Glenn was a military rank in the Cardassian Central Command that was a subordinate to Ghoul. Oh. So, so is Glenn like a title and not a? Yeah, so the roles of Glenn included the functionary role of first officer under a ghoul or as an aide to a ghoul. In some cases, two Glens supported a ghoul, such as in DS9 Return to Grace or TNG The Wounded Chain of Command Part 1. Thank you, Memory Alpha Fandom Wiki. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so there is a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 Glens. Okay. Yeah, so apparently they're all sassy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm 
kind of re read enveloping enveloping myself in the universe Stop here so yeah so i'm loving it so um so this ferengi salvage crew so this is the one that's caused a little bit yeah. of buzz i kind of like um, this guy yeah so according to the ferengi rules of acquisition we declare the ship to be a loss during game setup you may choose one place one of your opponent's objects or generate a standard light object in any square on the map not in a starting area Ooh. Okay. Um, and then you will cooperate with our salvage operation. Opposing equipment objects have equip any and unequip drop instead. When a friendly character that's adjacent or has the Ferengi keyword hits an opposing character that's equipped, after resolutions, the hit character unequips their equipment. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Right? And so again, he has running shot. So the Ferengi Alliance uh, is the scroll team ability, just as a reminder for me. Um, running shot, 10 attack, 17 energy shield deflection, 2 damage. Um, so he's got a little bit, he's got a good, a decent defense, and he does have the shape change right off the bat. But just being able to place one of your opponent's objects is really good. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then you can equip it. That's that's pretty neat. Um, now, I mean, it doesn't bother these Wendigo monster teams, and I think that's probably the the downfall of it here. When would like okay, so trader. When does that go on him? That's during force construction, right? That's got to be one of you. Got to be able to. You got to place the objects. Well, it just says one of your opponent's objects. That is an object that the opponent has on their build at game setup. Um, I think that, I think those things. It's probably going to be at least clarified to be during the placement portion of the of object placement. Okay, but for right now, I don't know. Could be a loophole. I smell a loophole. <laughs> well, they're pretty good. At, they're pretty good at fixing Getting those us. loopholes. So. Okay. Well, they better fix it. I'm going to use this guy, and I'm going to take a Kobex cube. So you're going to play a pirate thing, too? Yes, with, um, what's that guy? Um, Leatherwing. No. <laughs> the the, the 2x2, um, dude. What's his name? Matt? No. The 2x2 pirate, dude? Yeah, the the, the multiple man guy. Oh, oh Madrox? Madrox? Is a pirate? He's, he has all the key. He's pirate, politician, spy... Um, celebrities oh, got all of them. Just probably because of his dupes, just do all yeah, kinds of yeah, weird yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's got pirate. And you can okay. play it with Golden Skull. True. Yeah. It's a lot of, uh... Yeah, make this Leatherwing, Le- Leatherwing's a, is a taxi for pirates, you know that? Yeah, he's pretty good. I, yeah. yeah. And he makes a pog. I was using him with, um... Winegard? Jason, Jason Winegard, yep. And you can play Lieutenant Sulu... There you go. I mean, he could carry your like your Madrox around, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we're reaching a little bit here. <laughs> but I mean, this guy on just a non-theme team would be good too. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Something to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely something to keep in mind. But I think the the ultimately like it doesn't. It doesn't affect the monster theme teams enough. True. 
because they don't get to use any objects, sadly. Yeah. They don't even have standard characters on their force. Yep. This time. So. Uh, let's see. Aldar Jarak. Uh, let's see. Uh, he gives out, if he's part of a Starfleet theme team, friendly characters that are adjacent have the Starfleet keyword can use improved targeting hindering uh, and modify defense. Plus one against Romulan. Um, and if he's on a Romulan theme team, he can use TK as free, but only to place opposing characters. Oh. Yeah. For a second. This seems yeah. really good on a Starfleet team. Yeah, that's true. So you can go smack all Proof the Romulans. What is approved targeting for everybody on the team if it's a Starfleet team? Yeah. So you can go smack all the for the Romulans. Go shoot them all. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anybody. I mean. But, uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I dig it. Giving that improved targeting hindering is a powerful effect, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just... So here, here's where, like, casual versus competitive comes into play. If you know your buddy is bringing a Batman-themed team... <laughs> Alright, and you bring the Starfleet Aldar Jarak theme team. Is that a fun foul? <laughs> no. No, that's on him for telling you what he's going to play. It's against him for being predictable. <laughs> what if he just really loves Batman and that's how he enjoys the game? Then he's got to be prepared for the consequences. Are, are you, are you well, going to ruin his game with a Starfleet Aldor Jarak? Once yes. I am. <laughs> Once. <laughs> I like that answer. Yes. Well, Jason, we know that you you know, you you get a fun foul every now and then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know. Alright. Alright, O fourteen Kern. Kill him, it's the Klingon way. Uh he deals out what Grim Reaper does, but in a penetrating way instead of an unavoidable way. Um, now I think that could be bad because uh, it's not optional to deal the penetrating damage. So if you click a character mm-hmm. onto Invincible, you can just heal them up and deal one less damage. Huh? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> I right. Wouldn't think of that. Yeah, so Kern might fall down the list of Klingons to play. Um. Now, Worf, Prime Worf. Let's see. He's got a plus five points for an even seventy. Um, and then you can bring in his brother Kern. Mm-hmm. Um, then he comes in for one turn. That's what it looks like. It's a call-in. It's just. Yeah. It's a call-in. Like, all the wording's the same. No double power action can't be replaced or anything. At the beginning of next turn. Or if he's not within five squares of war, if he's removed from the map. You can just call him in once per turn. But, I mean, he's a pretty good call-in. I mean, you get uh, Perplex or Outwit or Leadership Flurry, Running Shot, Charge. So it's sort of yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. You convinced me. And you don't have to pay fight. You don't have to uh, give up five points either. True. Uh, let's see. Ah, uh, here you go. Are you ready? Um, yes. 
Alright, may you die well. Free, choose an opposing character within range that has the Klingon, martial artist, or warrior keyword and has 0-1 action tokens. At the end of the turn, of the, of the chosen character's next turn, if it did not make an attack, deal it one penetrating damage. So, you play this with Kobic Trader mm-hmm. when your buddy's playing a Klingon, martial artist, or warrior keyword team. <laughs> And you deal his team, you deal his dudes one penetrating damage and kill them all. Why? Why does this have to be with Kobic Trader? So you can give them action tokens so they can't make attacks. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You've done it. That seems pretty niche. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes in the reaching, you find fun. And oftentimes, right, a lot of uh, this is uh, this is my little piece of advice is that oftentimes I find in team building that it's not so much why I'm doing it. It's that can I do it? And then so if you figure out things that you can do, you can either reference them back later or potentially, you know, use them to good effect. Right. Like maybe. Can I do a thing turns into a thing I should do. Yeah, I agree. Like if something else comes up, like you're aware that now that Kobe Trader can stop somebody from attacking, if somebody else has a trait that's better, if they don't attack or something. Right. Exactly. So maybe not such a big deal with Prime Morph here, but it, it is a big deal, right? If you can lock somebody down and then cause them additional damage for not attacking, then, or even maybe one token, right? Just like. Kobic Wharf could be a combo in some situations. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. O15 Dr. Beverly Crusher, Starfleet Scientist. Um, I like her because she's just really good with support. Yeah, she's just a really good support piece. Yeah, uh, support is free. Yeah. It's like Smoke Cloud. Like, you don't, you hate to use costed support, but if you can use free support, it's better. Yeah. True. Yeah, she's got leadership. I mean, that's something. Scientist. Agreed completely. Uh, Miles O'Brien. Um, let's see. If Miles O'Brien has zero one action tokens, friendly characters that are adjacent of the Starfleet keyword can use super senses. When the character uses super senses and succeeds, give Miles O'Brien an action token and place the character adjacent to Miles O'Brien. That is super neat on a Starfleet-themed team. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, they all have super senses. That's just good. Right, so whenever you swing <laughs> out your Aldor, Jarak, improved targeting um, Starfleet characters, give them all super senses so when Batman tries to attack him and they miss, they come back across the map to shoot Batman again. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Starfleet hating on Batman since 1983. What? What? What do you got against Batman tonight? Like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but he's pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> he crossed pretty... Dan sometime today. He's <laughs> like, he's like, it's Monday. Damn it, I'm gonna hate on Batman. <laughs> right. What else would you do on Monday? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's see. <laughs> we got rares coming up next. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard. 
85. He's got the transporter trait. Um, and then his plus one is neat, right? So we saw that in the last set with uh, the Borg Queen gal. Yep. Yeah. Um, move closer range, action of the cow, chosen type, given to friendly characters that are adjacent or the Starfleet keyword, don't count against your action total this turn. And then um, you may plus or minus, or you may pay one PP plus one PP per 10 points of the character's cost and bring them into an unoccupied square. It, it's a neat trait, but I don't think I've seen actually anybody play it at this point. I haven't either. Does the Borg Queen have monster? No. Uh, I think I she just she does she does it for robot, I do believe. Dang it. Okay. I have played the transporter ability before. I've used it. Yeah, we we played it that same night just that we were running Starfleet was the given keyword and then we yeah. then you brought the same team. <laughs> yep, yep. I played it that night, yep. Yeah, Jason and I played the same team. It was like the starters, a bunch awesome. of prob and red fleet and so red you, shirt guys. So you copycat David too. Or I mean Jason too. Actually we brought it at the same time, so Yeah, we did. I'm joking. And uh Borg Queen sorry. does it for Borg. Sorry, yeah. I yeah. actually did it for robots too. Uh, it just says Borg keyword. Oh, that's why, she's not, that's why that's, she's not. That's why she's not. Yeah, she got to be. A, they got to be adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it Run. sucks. Eight Wendigos with these. Four of them can move up for free. And then the other four can move. It's eight Wendigos. Oh. <laughs> oh man, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, let's see. O eighteen A Sela, who's a Romulan. Uh, during Force Construction, characters with the Klingon keyword gain the Romulan keyword, and vice versa. Uh, she has Traded Shape Change. Mm, the same thing. Play them on their sentiment after they're damaged. Move them one square. Um, and then if she hates on uh, Theme Team Probability Control. So your Romulan Theme Team now hates on your X-Men Swarm. Yeah, I mean, and these Romulans are getting to be assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of how they were in the show, right? Am I? I yeah, I guess for the most part, for the most part, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this chick's not even all like Romulan. She's like half Romulan or something. Well, once you She's go like the Romulan, daughter of like, once yeah. you go Romulan, you never go back. <laughs> It's like the daughter of Tasha Yar from like a different timeline that went back in time, and man, I don't know, it's a crazy messed up uh, thing that this character arrived there. But remember all that? Yes, uh, I do. Man? Time time yeah. travel typically uh, helps get rid of um, uh, author oh, errors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you guys explain to me why this next lady is part of the Shiar? What? What? It's no, right. that's the that's the Tal Shiar. Well, is that a different one? Yes, that's totally a different thing. It's okay. not the. Okay, all right. So, um, the Tal Shiar is the uh, the memory betas. What? Uh, I guess because so. What a beta like? So Deanna Troy is a beta, right? Like a Jason? beta male. It's an it's an it's an intelligence unit. The Tau Shiar was like a Romulan intelligence unit. 
Yes. Oh. But uh, I don't know. I don't remember that one. Uh, yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember that. No, I just don't remember. They're, they're that. the elite spies of the Romulan Empire. But Deanna Troy was. What what is Deanna Troy and Beta? Like, what do those two words go together? What is? She's a Beta Zed. Beta Zoid. That's what that's she true. was. Beta Zoid. Yeah, yeah. Half half human, half Beta Zoid, and has the psionic ability to sense emotions. It's a Beta Zoid. Never mind. It's another humanoid uh, alien in Star Trek: Next Generation. Oh. <clears throat> yes, and it was portrayed by Mariana Mariana Sartis. Who is not a bad-looking gal today or in 1992? <laughs> Dang, she was born in Especially 1955. Not yeah, she was. She's 64 now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're getting up there in age. Yeah, I'm, so that's why I'm glad we wouldn't uh, uh, we wouldn't uh, saw um, Kirk when we did. Right. Yeah, man, he's like eighty. He was like eighty-eight years old then, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. <clears throat> so, Prime Deanna Troy, she doesn't, she doesn't do a lot. No, not for a Prime. The thing is, is that a lot of these characters just don't do a lot, right? Right. So, if I think about like a forty, a fifty-point character, right? Like, uh. Super rare right. Wolverine's a good example. Like, do they have charge, flurry, combat reflexes, perplex, <laughs> uh, team ability, and I mean, a free student ID? Like, she's she's forty five points. You get three Wendigos for that. <laughs> I like that. That's fair enough. Oh uh, nineteen, <laughs> Golamek. Um, it's got some TK is free, but only to target an opposing character. Like, oh my gosh, this thing is like, what is with the? What is that's the, the second character that does that? Yeah. Like you're gonna have to attack a guy to try to just move him closer to you. I'd rather just attack the guy. Yeah. Okay, so there's an object in range you can. No. No. But only to. Well, can you? I guess. Only target opposing. Yeah. Target a DK attack. I guess. I'm not sure if you target the. Do you target the object first? I'd have to read the thing. Yeah. But I, if if it's that confusing, it's probably just meant to be target the character to move them closer. That's how the flavor text is reading. So. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Up next, O20 Damon Tar. Um. Ooh, here we go. So he's a better Darwin. Wait, what? When an opposing yeah. when an opposing character uses an effect that allows it to choose a power to use, you may roll a d6, five through six. Choosing a friendly character that's adjacent or has the Ferengi keyword, that character can use the chosen powers until the end of your next turn. Okay. And he has enhancement and an outwit. I feel like that's. <laughs> I don't know about better Darwin. But, yeah, because that doesn't get you recount on a Surtur. Yeah, but okay. It's like cool it also doesn't thing. damage them at all. Yeah, it's just you get to use them, which is kind of. Yeah, I, yeah I, I I agree with what you guys are saying. 
I mean, he's really a better prodigy, is what he is. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about prodigy. Actually, he's, actually, he's a worse prodigy. Yeah. Because prodigy just allows you to use it. And you can you have to be adjacent to whatever character you're giving it to. Right. And prodigy's 30 points, and you may choose a friendly character regardless. Yeah. And he has outwit. Oh, this has outwit. Okay. And prodigy has outwit. Yeah. Forgot so, about prodigy though. Yeah. Prodigy's yeah, actually just better. Um. 22, Tomalak. Um, comes back. That's but it's not Protected Pulse Wave. Correct. Not a lot of Pulse Wave in this set, though. Not None so far. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in this set, it's fine, but not in competitive play. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this next set. Dishonorable Tactics. Ooh. Yeah, O22 Duras. Uh, perplex, but only to target opposing characters. When he uses perplex, choose a keyword on the target. Unique modifier until your next turn. Other opposing characters with the chosen keyword modify the chosen combat value. Negative one. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's, that yeah. affects the whole team. That's awesome. If only he had the monster keyword. And wasn't 80 points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for a sidestep, four range, poison, mastermind. Um, <coughs> he's got stealth. The Romulan team building. That's a that's a yeah. very exciting point. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So da- Dr. Catherine Pulowski. Um, I like that she's thirty points. Um, choose an adjacent character until your next turn. The next character has protected outwit in proposing perplex. Wow. Uh, she may activate this power as free instead, but only to choose a character she shares a keyword with. She's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, right? Especially for free on scientists or Starfleet. Is there any big like main scientist people? You know what I mean? Like somebody that could use this, like a like a big like main uh, attacker or something. Yeah, let me look. Prime Thanos can get the scientist keyword. True. Yeah, but he already has protected outwit. But I mean, I guess in like a Kobic trader scenario. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm almost there. Scientist search. Mm-hmm. Iron Man from Earth uh, X. Is he a scientist? I don't know. Uh, he is. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. Um, yes, that Iron Man is. But he already has protected out with his last half of his dial. No. Oh. Mm. Mm. I don't see anybody that really sticks out right now. Yeah. Um, Mr. Oz, maybe? Hmm. What about... Um, yeah, he has quintessence. What about... Um, is it Miles Ms. and Gwen? No, they're not, would they be? Mr. Oz does not have quintessence. He does? Oh, yeah, you're right. The, when he gets that. Does he get it when he gets the stop click? Nope. Huh. Okay. I guess I just assumed there. 
Um, Spider-Man, right? Isn't this Spider-Man? The jumpy one? You mean the full leap climb charge flurry one? Yeah. He's got scientists. Mm. Yeah, it could be worth it. Keep him built back up, maybe. I mean, if they can't outwit and he has two rollouts, that's something. Well, the Super Senses is already protected outwit. Oh. Well, Remember, if you can protect his shape, change in his invuln, though. That's true. And cover. That's pretty good. That's something. That I something. like it, Tyler. <laughs> Spider Man, Spider Man. Didn't we propose a Spider Man team with the scientist keyword for worlds? We did. Nobody took we us did. up. Nobody took us up on it. They could have won. All right. 024 Lieutenant Worf. He is probably pretty good on the shifting focus version. The 12 attack. Yeah. Um, Wait a minute. Is a 12 attack in a casual game a fun foul? No. (laughs) One click on one figure, not really. Oh, you roll 2d6 on his blades. Keep on the result. Yeah. Oh, you may either heal war or remove an action token if you roll doubles. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like this I guy. It. For 60 points, that's pretty good, actually. That's solid. That's yeah. solid. Um, so here's potentially my favorite piece in the set at 025. Uh, Armus. Like... This has just got to be good. Wait, wait. <laughs> why does it? Why does this wharf have like Federation keyword? What the hell is that coming from? I don't know. That, well, that's a, somebody screwed that up. Because everything has a Starfleet. Uh, probably because he. I don't know. I don't think he was a member of Starfleet, was he? Isn't what's what's the difference? I don't know. What do you know. mean? He's on the friggin' Enterprise, of course. He is. No, because <laughs> he couldn't know. So this. All right, here we go. So this is the best of my knowledge, okay? So Starfleet is the Earth-based part of the Federation. The Star, uh, the Federation is the United Federation of Planets. So it's all, all kinds right. of different. Um, okay. Def- okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Scroll up and right above there, Catherine Pulaski has United Federation of Planets team ability, and she has a Starfleet keyword. Well, that's because she went through the Starfleet Academy. Pretty it's still, sure Worf did that, too. Even hold if he on. did, it's still dumb, because you can't play this guy on a theme team with Starfleet characters. All right, hold on. I'm going to go did uh, Worf. I think, this is somebody, I think somebody screwed this up. I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to read, did Worf complete Starfleet Academy? I don't, I'm just Googling it. I mean, it says he, team ability federation. It did. It took him four. It took him five years to go through Starfleet Academy. What a loser! Is that long? I don't know. I think I think somebody screwed up this this team. Hopefully they did the just it's right on the figure. That's funny because so when I googled did Worf complete Starfleet Academy, the people also the people also ask first result is did Worf and Troy hook up. <laughs> Oh, Google. Like, why is that a thing? Because they were romantically linked later on in the show. Oh. That's crazy. <laughs> um, oh, 25 Armus. So, why can't this guy be good? 
Um, well, he has Monster and Cosmic, so... He also has Brute. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> no, that's it. Mm-hmm. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he could, right? He's got Steel Energy. Um, I just... I don't know. Um... He could be. Uh, he's not super mobile. Can't be carried. That's bad. You need two outwits to outwit him. He knows he's elevated. Yeah. Hmm. He just has 11 clicks of Invincible. That's pretty good. It's unoutwittable. Uh, well, yeah, you need two outwits to outwit him. What do you mean? Because if you always battle, battle fury, yeah. then you can always invincible, and that's bad. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Then, Man, you know what? So I'm reading the wiki on Armus again, or uh, for the first for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the one. So Armus killed Natasha. Natasha Yar. He killed Tasha Yar in season one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Star Trek TNG was probably a little bit weird of a TV show for an eight-year-old to be watching. I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't think this guy's good enough. Yeah. I mean, that the defense is a little bit low. Yeah, it's pretty low. That's like pre-carded clicks low. This guy is good in golden as a black laner. There you go. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be be solid. Or a white laner. Um, What's that do? You have to die twice thing. Oh, yeah. I like black laner. (laughs) Heals four every turn. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is assuming that you give him the Ock Arms, which you probably should if you're playing this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, charge. Ugh. That's true. Alright, O26 Gold Madrid Chief Interrogator. Now, this was actually the scariest episode that I remember from my childhood. Oh, yeah? So this, so this was the episode where he in, interrogated... Picard and try to get him to say that there was four lights or five lights. Five lights? Yes. There were four. Picard was being interrogated and they kept trying to break him by telling him that there were only four lights when he saw five. Oh. So he wanted him to give in and say there were four. And he repeatedly asked him that throughout the episode. That's kind of the two cool. episodes. It was a two parter. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Yeah, they like they like strung him up naked and like you know they brutalized him and you know starved yeah. him and like uh, yeah it was did pretty. He ever, did he ever say four? No. No. Almost. Oh. Almost. Did he go like five? Probably. Well, like at, at the very end of the episode, they came and they finally rescued him and like they he just emphatically said there was there were five. <laughs> he was uh, like okay. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> No, there are five lights. Oh, cool. Free until your next turn. Opposing characters. Finals attack roll. 
includes a four after resolutions deal that character one. Ooh. To your next turn. When opposing characters finalize. Oh, this is a plus one. Includes a four after That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. And then he has the transporter thing. And to be clear, he tried to get him to say there were five when there in fact the real number was four. Oh, okay. Just to make sure we're clear, because I don't I don't want to be corrected on such a such a fact. <laughs> okay, so we're backwards. Okay, whatever. But right. So there were four lights. Got it. Yes, there are four lights. Oh, I got it. So then they would be saying, "This is pretty cool." I like this guy, and he's got perplexed. His style's solid. Four damage up top. As long as four. Uh... An 18 Emperor. I mean, Invincible. Yeah. I just like the plus one. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Four plus 18. Playing with Q to make sure that they can include a four. Boom. G. 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 Um, oh, 27. The rolls a four, they get a pen damage. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, 27 Unique Damon Bach. So that defense power is, is made high. Some may have some use. Opposing characters within range, I guess. I mean, it's nice. I like this mind control a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it ignores everything. That's got to be good. Um, a debt token. Oh, I can't get rid of the debt tokens, so that's something. Mm-hmm. This guy's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like, dig it. They can get rid of the debt tokens if he loses that power. Well, I mean, technically keeps a, the debt tokens. You just can't. Right. Use they them don't. Well. They don't do anything though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. O28 Professor Morarty. Mm-hmm. So this is this is probably the best figure in the set. Can you guys explain why we have a Professor Morarty in the set? Okay, so Data <laughs> Data would go to the holodeck and play as um, Sherlock Holmes in several episodes. Just to and do Moriarty. That was like yeah, they would reenact like the books of, or whatever of why you know. It was just his thing he liked to do. I don't okay. know. And they would get all, and they get all dressed up and like you know they were acting out a Sherlock Holmes story, right? Okay. And Moriarty was the villain, of course. And then in one episode, he became sentient somehow. Uh, he was a sentient hologram. He could actually leave the ho- the hollow deck and walk around as like a normal person. He actually took over the Enterprise, and he was a pretty cool character. Right. Wish he had the robot keyword. Yeah, so it comes in like the hollow deck routinely malfunctions, <laughs> and since it uses the same power source as the um, the what's it called the the replicator, mm-hmm. like whatever they get their food from, is that what it's called, Jason? Yeah, replicator. Right. Yeah, it, it'll accidentally glitch out and replicate a human. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here's your uh, mini Chase Thanos, right? Yeah. I mean, 
plaques them down, they rem they lose um, Power Cosmic. It's pretty good. And then Moriarty can use Power Cosmic, and then he can use his Outwit on them. And he takes a maximum one damage. He's got stealth. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, Jason, you know we played our fun game Thursday, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then Zach came over and was going to one-shot my Moriarty, I thought. I didn't even think to use his safety protocol tokens. No. <laughs> so Zach would have came over and tried to smack my Professor Moriarty, and I would have removed a safety token. That really would have pissed him off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I made him miss with Chase, uh, with Chase Picard, so... <laughs> <laughs> he rage quit anyway. It really would have just sent me over the top. All right, Tyler. Did you see my team I played um, <laughs> Thursday night? No, how did you post it? Yeah, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll just tell you the team. It was 1,000 points, five actions. Right, exactly. So I played, um, and no retail, no sideline. Uh -huh. You could play the figures. You could play retail. You just couldn't Side use them. Oh, okay. So I played uh, Blue Phoenix at 175, two Professor Moriarty's, Star Fox, two Mirror John Luke Bacards, Q Prime, Unseen, Groot, Asgard Storm, Lockjaw, and 90 Point Jean Grey. Is that a fun foul? 90 Point Jean Grey? Yeah. So it wasn't a theme team? No, you couldn't have a theme team anyways. Oh. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why would you ban <laughs> theme teams? It's just Jeremy had come up with the uh, format, so that's just what we did. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a different opinion, Jason? <laughs> It's it's just full of, so much die replacement. He just made Zach continually miss until he just rage quit. <laughs> so do you know what Mirror Jean Luc Picard does? No. All right, let's talk about him before we talk about Jordy. Uh, so he's got the opportunistic maneuver, which is pretty cool. Um, and if he gets replaced that away, they can't use leadership, mastermind, or perplex. Uh, so he also has shape change. Uh, when Mirror Jean-Luc Picard uses Shape Change and succeeds, give him a Mirror Token. And if he fails, remove all of them. When he uses Shape Change, increase the result plus one for each Mirror Token. Yeah, Alright, so he has Leadership, and when Jean-Luc Picard uses it, if there's no D6 on this card, you may place the D6 on this card. When a character within range rolls an attack, or rolls for Leadership, or... Lace Claws Fangs, you may remove the D6 from this card and replace a die on the roll with it. So he's within oh. six range. I had three die replacements on this team. <laughs> and I had Lockjaw and Unseen. Um, within range, within six. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a fun foul. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, I think it's fine. Do... Now, yeah. I, I yeah. think between <laughs> Professor Moriarty and Mirror Jean-Luc, these two are definitely the two best pieces in the set, and they're kind of getting slept on a little bit. 
I don't think this guy's actually good. I mean, he's 100 points, ruler, mastermind, die replacement. Yeah, I just think he probably just dies. Uh, I mean, maybe not. Yeah. If that second line was 50, he'd be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got yeah. hypersonic later. Weird. Yeah, I don't know why. He's well, that's, that's that's the Enterprise going into warp drives. But is it? I don't think. Yeah, why not? Because I don't think we're using these guys as if they were in you, ships. You, you, you got a better explanation? I hoped you would. <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, the mirror universe for Picard never existed in the show to begin with. That's from a comic book. Oh, well, that's cool. I like that. That they're including that. Yeah, all the mirror chases are from a comic book. They are not from this TV show. The mirror universe only showed up in the original series, uh, unless it was in like DS9 or something else. I don't know, but he was yeah. apparently the ruler of the mirror universe. Yeah, he's also badass and has a beard. Yeah. Um, do you guys like Picard or Kirk better? Uh, like, is in the show as a captain? Yeah. Picard. Mm, okay. I don't know what Jason, which one Jason liked better. I don't either. But, what, who wants a better captain? Yeah. Yeah. I'll Picard. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hate Picard every time. I, I just don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to make me not love Picard. He was fantastic. Do we want to talk? He about could be a, he could be a, he could be a badass when it was required. Uh, talk about Jordy. Sure. They uh, when he gets replaced from Optimus. I love the sculpt on this figure. Yes. What's it look like? It's just like bald, like Jordy LaForge with a giant cannon, like screaming and shooting a big giant laser bolt. Like okay. This looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now he has the uh, if they give him a free action deal that character one penetrating damage uh, the shape the shape change thing when he's re- uh, replaced from advancing from the ranks mm-hmm. um, and then rerouting bitch controls once per turn when an opposing character within range would use an effect that allows it to choose a standard power you may make them choose again but they must choose different powers than before it feels like this set was meant to be released while Jakeem was still a thing. And it just was released too late. This seems... No, it, that attack bar just seems useless. Oh, you may make them choose again. Okay, so that's not useless. Never mind. Because I was like, why wouldn't you just pick awful powers and then pick again? But yeah, then you'd have to be stuck with them. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you just pick a, a power you didn't want to use in the first place. <laughs> a little bit of a mind game. Yeah. But yeah, he's not, uh, not, not, not meta. Yep. All right, let's see if we got any questions today. Um, well, I guess we get we get a fast forces, right? With the first one, just that was it, right? Oh, we didn't get a one with this next one. All right, so let's no, see if there's uh-huh. any. So again, we're going to be talking about Popper um, in our next recording, and the Mandarin Rings in the next recording, or the next couple of recordings, and Ranking Retaliators. Um, 
because we're already coming up on an hour and a half today. Um, so I don't see any questions that aren't Popper related. Really? Yeah, we they really we really need to talk about Popper next. Yes, it looks like we do. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, let's go. Final thoughts, Tyler. Um, I don't even know. I'm uh, I need to start practicing for Popper, I guess. Well, we do have Rock Cup coming up next. That's in two weeks. That's true. Um, so we'll get ready to rock and roll on that. Um. Get Alex practice up. Actually, is it is Rock Cup next week? It's not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, it, it's next week. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we really need to get Alex practiced up for Rock Cup. <laughs> we practiced today. Good. I like his team. Right. Yeah, Rock Cup is next week, so... Um, you All guys right. think the turn off would be good? I hope so. Yeah. There's some great prizes, so. That's true. Yeah, the prizing is pretty crazy. Right. So, yeah, hopefully we can do well in the team constructed and pull well and sealed and go from there. Yeah, hopefully. I so. need to, le- I need to leave with my uh, Superman Prime that I had to get rid of to get X-Men stuff. So, that's that's my main goal for the weekend. Uh, Jason, final thoughts? Um, I think I'm going to call that Monster Team the Winded Joes. <laughs> Wait, why? The I wind, don't get it. Windy Mojo, Winded Joe. Oh, Winded Joe. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but you, That's pretty but good. You, but it's W-I-N. <laughs> Winded Joe. Well, since it is clearly what? your team I copied you, you get yeah. to uh, name it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad joke, okay. So right. I liked it. I'm calling it that. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. Let's do it. Win the Joes. I'm I'm down, guys. So <laughs> I hope we see everybody lots of people at Rock Cup next week. Uh again, we got a couple more episodes to get in before then, so we got a busy weekend ahead of us. Thanks everybody for listening to Clicks Off today. We'll talk to y'all next time. See ya. Later.